2: Go for it. Come on. (laughs) Well, I was gonna I was gonna mention you're wearing a hoodie, so I can only assume that your air conditioning got fixed. Oh yeah, it did. It did. (laughs) Because it's still like summer, so
1: yeah. Total uh total cost of repair somewhere between thirteen and fourteen thousand dollars. Uh, because we did the the air conditioner, the furnace, the uh air mover, the blower unit, whatever the hell it's called. Uh uh, what? Yeah uh (laughs) added an air scrubber for good measure, and then uh, went ahead and replaced the water heater where we had it. Basically, that whole stack.
2: Yeah. I'm just like, what are, what are the most expensive interior things I can fix? I know. <laughs> Heating, <laughs> water, air conditioning, and, uh, just fucking do it all. Got the interior. The,
1: like One of them did go, and the other two were just as old and just as likely to go at any point. In fact, uh, our neighbor across the hall, I guess, is starting to have uh, he, his... So our air conditioner went out right before like the hottest uh, week that we've had so far. Uh, his furnace went out in the middle of the like the cold snap we had in like Oof. negative twenty degrees in the winter. Uh, I I think uh, you know our situation was better uh, than his if I'm being honest, right? Because um, it never got that bad in here, but. Uh, also, apparently, he's uh, started to have issues with his water heater. So, as much as I didn't want to spend that additional like four grand or whatever on top of what we were already doing, uh, it was it was the right call because that goes then it's just that much worse.
0: I
2: mean, it's preventative. They were already in there yeah. messing around. You might as well no. just you know do it all.
1: But uh, oh, that reminds me, I've got to go downstairs and get the the package that was delivered. I had to order a a. a, a like special power supply for my thermostat now because apparently my new uh hvac setup draws more power and uh it's killing the batteries in my thermostat and uh-huh. it's like causing it to disconnect and whatnot uh and hopefully the uh the repair tech did try to uh connect with kind of the, the c wire the common wire for uh, a power supply for the thermostat but did something wrong because all it did was like kill the whole system it like Died overnight. Oh jeez! <laughs> I got warning that that it, it, the unit had lost power like eighty six times overnight, and we woke up and it was like ten degrees hotter than when we went to bed. And like let's, let's. I, you know what? It's not that I don't trust you to know what you're doing, but I know that your company explicitly like pushes other brands of thermostats and doesn't know what they're doing with Nest. Like you, you've as told me as much. Mm-hmm. So like, even if this is the right decision and there's a way to make this work, let's just revert that and I'll. I'll figure it out. So I ordered a a power supply that I I realized after the fact I probably also have to find a place to plug in and there is not an outlet anywhere near the (laughs)
0: thermostat.
1: Uh, as it stands, I'm, I'm running, uh, two AAA batteries roughly every two to three weeks.
2: Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Uh, my nest, we had that same issue. It was missing one of the key wires, whatever, like the, the Z or the X or whatever it is. That was like an additional power. So when we were at the house, it, same thing, it would trip every night. It would be like, Hey, something's wrong with your nest idiot go fucking plug it in right and we just there just wasn't the extra wire wasn't there yeah and so it became an ordeal but then it moved out so now i don't care
1: yeah <laughs> uh, like apparently like it it must not have been that big of an issue with my my older unit because like it would every now and then do the thing where like oh like you know, that disconnected from wi-fi see like this web address for details troubleshooting whatever uh and it never stayed on the screen long enough for me to like Bother figuring out what the site was and checking it. Yeah. Um. But like it, that, like just an occasional loss of power or disconnect, or whatnot. Like that was no problem. Uh. But it's like several times a day, and it's draining batteries very quickly. So. Hopefully, this power supply that I I got, I'll, I'll figure out how to make work. But all of that to say, yes, the air conditioning is working again to the point where it's actually a little bit too chilly in the house right now. But I'm not upset about that.
2: I think I would I would rather that than than just melting inside my own home. Like the whole point mm. is to go to your home for solace and safety. That's your mm. that's your your fortress. You know, it's got to be perfect. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if it can't mm-hmm. be, then you know.
1: Walk in from the the outside if I if I went out like to, to walk the dog or something like that. And it's nice and cool through the hallways and everything. And then I open my door, just
2: and you're like, oh hot. Yeah. Um yeah, but we're not here to talk about uh heating and cooling. We're here to talk about duding and broing. Uh, so with that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fite.
1: And I'm Caleb. Um I guess hoodie bro.
2: Hoodie Bro. What's up, hoodie bro? <laughs> Hoodie bro. So this is another listener request, and this one came from Hale, right? Uh, so, uh, if I recall, uh, I I think I
1: said last time who who asked for this. I'm one.
2: almost positive it is because I think I think he actually requested this on my stream. Yes, yeah. it was Hell, and then I think he submitted a <laughs> request as well. So yeah, yep. so we're talking about the movie Dude Bro Party Massacre three. Now you're probably three. wondering why we would do number three and not numbers one and two. Uh, well, you're in luck, uh, because uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 is uh, it's a canonical title, not a chronological title. So, the movie basically talks about there are basically frat parties, and this is the third massacre of the frat parties. The other two were not movies. They It's talking about the third one in a line of, of serial killing.
1: But... In doing it this way, it also doesn't preclude them from deciding to make those as movies,
2: right? I mean, it's they could totally fear street it and go back in time to Dude Pro, <laughs> Barney Massacre One, and, uh, <laughs> and and do it because I'll be honest, there are some parallels to to fear street. If for those of you that have watched it, um, there are a lot of parallels. It is pretty surprising. Um, so this film was made in 2015, and I'll be honest, I I really didn't look it up outside of the poster. Uh, and then when I turned it on and I saw that Patton Oswalt was in it, I was like, oh, yeah." oh, I was like, oh, okay. That's not what I was expecting. And then I saw some of the other casts and I was like, fucking Larry King is in this movie what is up and like Larry King yeah. has
1: a bit part he's not credited but I swear to God Donald Glover is in that like opening montage oh. where they're showing the other the the previous party massacres uh, like it's so quick that it, it honestly could just be someone and it looks like him but it looked like him and then knowing like Larry King's in this Patton Oswalt's in this Andrew fucking WK is in this yeah uh, Ripstick Olivia Taylor Dudley is in this yeah like, uh, Greg like,
2: Sestero who Uh, for those of you that are fans of bad movies, Greg Sistero was the second half, he's the other half of uh, Tommy Wiseau. He's the room, like that whole, like that's Greg Sistero. Um, and he even delivers a line from the room, uh, one of his lines from the room, uh, and he says it the exact same way. It's very, very funny.
1: I I haven't seen the room, so I don't know the reference.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, it, it was just it's like the most random fucking line, like it's not even like you know, oh, hi, Mark. Like, it's just like this, like, oh, put the things over there. Like, he says, like, oh, it's champagne and something or other. It's like, uh, yeah, okay. But it's one of his lines from the movie, so that's what I guess makes it kind of a fun cameo thing. And uh, Carolyn okay. Dunton is also in this movie. She's been in uh, tons of funny stuff. She She's only in it for a second. Um, she actually got pretty big on TikTok recently. Um, <laughs> but she's, you know, a comedy actress. She was on Parks and Rec uh, uh, for a while. I think she dated... Uh, Tom, uh, for a bit. Uh, Aziz Ansari. Like, in the show.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I was yeah. like, Tom? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're the character. The yeah. character, yeah. No, no, I no, no. It. different. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so, so it's really weird. Like, it's just... It's just a really weird thing. So uh, I did a little digging uh, about this because I was very curious because uh, I saw a lot of these casts and I was like, okay, I recognize these people from like funny internet videos or something like that. I was like, so this has got to be some sort of troop, right? This is like, yeah. like a college yeah. humor type thing. And it turns out it is actually. This mm-hmm. is They're from Five Second Films and yep. a couple of other things. So Five Second Films, actually a really cool idea. So Five Second Films made five-second films, and they made one every weekday from, like, 2003 until, like, a very long time later, like 2008 or 2018. But basically, they made one five-second film every weekday for years. And that and it was, like, this group of people, like, all the people that directed it and acted in it uh, and the writers and stuff. It's basically just their group. And this was actually one of the five-second films that they made, and they just decided to make a full movie uh, on it. Um, yeah. which is pretty interesting It it's pretty cool that's good for f- them that's funny i mean <laughs> they
1: must they must have crushed it during the vine years
2: oh yeah i mean right like that's that's it right there. Yeah. So so there's a couple of things. So obviously content warning, there is a lot of um over animated uh gore uh in this movie, yeah. you know, people getting torn apart, heads being ripped off. Um, there's a lot of sex and sex references. There is some nudity um uh throughout the film, and there is of course a lot of swearing. So uh yeah. keep that in mind. Uh but if you are a longtime listener, first time caller, no, a longtime listener, <laughs> um uh th- this is uh, you're not new to that. So, I mean, and in all fairness, if you saw the title dude, bro, party massacre three and we're like, well, this is obviously a rated G film. Then like,
1: <laughs> this is family entertainment. That's
2: yeah. You, you gather the kids around, uh,
1: <laughs> bro. It's about family, bro.
2: It's about family. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's about a brotherhood. This,
1: uh, this is in, uh, is, this is canonically in the, the fest, uh, fest and
2: furious universe. Right. Yeah. This is one of the spinoffs. Yeah. It's, it's Hobbs and Shaw present dude, bro, party massacre. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, like, I don't know any of the characters aside from Dom, Hobbs, and Shaw, and I don't even know which one Hobbs and which one is Shaw, even though I did watch that movie. Uh, so I can't <laughs> even like make a joke that's in reference to the to Fast, Fantastic Furious, Fast and the Furious,
1: <laughs> the Fantastic the Furious, the Fantastic yes,
2: Furious. That's, That's their entry into the MC. Yeah. <laughs> well, family is stretchy, um, and uh, uh, so I can't even like make a joke about it because I just don't know. And yeah. you, so you know what I was thinking? It's actually kind of unfortunate, but Vin Diesel would be a good thing. But he's just already like ben Grimm. it was Ben Grimm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he totally he totally could pull off like the the doofy muscle head. He's already got kind of like he could pull off the Italian like you know, just tough New York bouncer type guy.
1: He's in the MCU, but he's in the MCU as a voice, and he's not even recognizable as that voice. So right. I don't see why he couldn't do it. Uh, I mean, it, like, if Deadpool ever ends up, you know, technically as part of the the MCU, I mean, I guess Josh technically Brolin he was, is, but... Yeah, Josh Brolin was Cable and th- Thanos.
2: Right, right.
1: And I mean, the Like, doing Ben Grimm and doing Groot, uh, you know, is less weird than that i think so
2: yeah i mean unless
1: uh, unless cable becomes thanos from all the time traveling no
2: well so i'm very curious and i know this is uh uh, this is uh, of course uh infringing on superpod hero cast uh stuff but i'm very curious because thanos is an eternal right so like he he he's, is technically part of that eternal group. Like he is considered canonically part of the the same because they're all like kids of the Celestials or something, right? If I remember correctly, and he is considered one of them. So I I'm don't wondering think if they're so. going to reference him or show him, maybe show like young Thanos or something. I mean, he's he's
1: a he's a Titan. But that yeah. means he's from Titan, not like Titan is not a group.
2: But I, like, I think if I if I remember correctly, I think he is part of whatever the race that the Eternals are. He he is that same race.
1: But he, no, his race is Titan.
2: So they're all he, Titans.
1: He's no, the Eternals are not Titans. Thanos is a Titan.
2: So you're <laughs> saying that I don't remember the Titans. <laughs> Oh, I love baseball movies. So, uh, <laughs> I just literally every football fan just threw their phone right now. <laughs> Listen to this episode, They're like, you're oh, a motherfucker. <laughs> Honey, what was that noise? Nothing. Uh,
0: <laughs> we gotta go watch a movie. Um, <laughs>
2: oh boy. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Now, so the thing about this movie is. If you are a fan of schlocky, horror, you know, gory, slasher-type films, this film is going to be nothing new to you. Like, there was... For the most part, there was nothing in this film that I was like, oh, this is kind of unique. Like, it's the whole found footage thing, but they don't really explain the found footage um, kind of. uh, And it's all shot like you're watching it through a VHS tape, which is kind of neat. I mean, I don't mind that. It was part of its shtick. I didn't mind it. Uh, You know, they even did their thing where they stuck in their own little five-second films Uh, as, like, fake commercials, which, I'll be honest, one of them was Pizza Goblins, and I will fund that movie right fucking now. Like, (laughs) seriously, call me, I will fund that fucking movie, I will fund that movie right now. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) like, I need Pizza Goblins as a movie. Um, But yeah, so, like, (laughs) you know, it, it... it, it does what it's what it intends to do you know like it it puts out to be the schlocky you know 80s shla- you know uh, slasher film and it does it um it's not bad yeah i
1: mean going so far as to set itself in one like 1987 or something like that should, yeah basically like the the previous massacres have occurred like the two or three-ish previous years um because so they reference one that happened in 1986 there's a, a few times they reference 1986 so yeah it's it's set in and modeled after the 80s slasher films. The the found footage thing, they do it as this whole, like, the following was one of the worst movies ever made or something. And, like, and it only aired once on cable access in Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> and were it not for the, the brave actions of one teenager who recorded it to his VHS player, it would have been lost to time. Like, Why? Like... Why are we pretending that this is, like, some, like, lost hit? Right. Like... I mean... (laughs) Just, like, you can present as, like, this is, like, clearly a, like, dubbed VHS movie, uh, like, Fake cable access commercials and all, without having some found footage set up. Like it, that didn't need to happen. I mean, just the whole concept, honestly, of it being uh, like it, like somebody recorded it off of a public access channel in the '80s onto VHS, and you just happen to have that tape. Like that's funny to me. That's a good gag, and like that's it's a clever bit of like you know a clever way to present that we're doing this like '80s effect, but the whole. The Following film,
2: right,
1: was one of the darkest ever made. <laughs> like, what What are you trying to prove,
2: here? right? Uh, you know, and like, uh, I you know, I reference back to like Kung Fury, but like Kung Fury did a really good job of making it look like a VHS tape. I mean, they even had mm-hmm. like the tape rolls and stuff like that. Like, that did a really good job of, yeah. of that, and it didn't like say that's what it did, you know, it didn't have any sort of like precursor as to why it looked like that it looked like that to made you feel like you were watching a VHS copy of it. And I think it would have been fine. They just would have cut the intro and just started it right off looking like a VHS tape. I would have been like, cool that yeah. this works. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the mate. Well, I guess we'll do that now. So the making of this film, this was a, this is a Kickstarter film. So this, okay. this film was, was uh crowdfunded. Yep. Um, which is great. Totally, you know, do crowdfunding uh, if you can. If you can't get someone to back your movie, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, I I feel like Troma would have picked up on this movie. Um, like it very much falls in line with with the type of stuff that they do. Uh, yeah. So I'm surprised. Uh, maybe they just didn't pitch it to them, or maybe they did and they weren't into it. But
1: I mean, with a very obvious parody of a famous horror villain, like that, that feels like something that, that Troma would have gotten a laugh out of
2: oh absolutely yeah um and and the other thing too is like at the time that this movie was made five second films wasn't like just started like it had been around for years before that Mm -hmm. so like it wasn't like they they needed it wasn't like they were a nobody coming up with a film and being like hey We've got a film, and you know this is what we're doing, and hopefully, some is back. Like they had proof of concept. Basically, they're like, "Hey, look! Like we were, you know, we we know what we're doing. Obviously, you know, like fund us." And I think that's why their Kickstarter was uh, successful. Um, hopefully, I mean, it seems it, it was enough successful that they were able to make the movie. Um, yeah. So that's you know that's good. Um, the budget estimated was about four hundred thousand dollars. So the the assumption. Um, is that uh, is that the um, the the limit was four hundred thousand? I'm sure they just would have taken whatever they could, but they probably shot yeah. for four hundred thousand, which isn't bad, honestly. For about four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, you could make a decent movie, especially assuming they probably already had the cameras, and it wasn't like they were. Shooting on, you know, fucking Sony Dragons or something like they're, you know, they're shooting, you know, they're not like Red Dragon yeah. sixty thousand an hour, an hour, you know, sixty thousand dollars an hour camera, you know, they're shooting on insert, you know, a uh, uh, prosumer but consumer level camera. Um, so I, I would assume probably the most of the money they spent was effects and people. Well, I mean, hell, half their people were in it, so they probably didn't even pay them much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, I mean, yeah, with with the cast being largely the, the comedy troupe who's used to probably just making them things for fun. Uh, and then like the, the bulk of that budget had to have been spent on like the three biggest cameos.
2: Uh, yeah. I w- So the, the story about uh, Larry King is that he actually did an interview with Five Second Films previously about that, you know, about like their whole deal, how they do five second movies and one every day. And mm-hmm. he mentioned one day like, oh, yeah, I always wanted to be in a movie, but I always want to die in a movie. Like I want to be killed in a movie. And so they put him in the movie, like they got him to be in the movie specifically to be killed.
1: Which is great. Yeah. It's very funny.
2: Uh, I. And Patton Oswalt, I don't know. I mean, 2015 Patton Oswalt, like this isn't that long ago. So like, I want to know how they got him. Like, that's probably okay. where their budget went. Yeah. Because I'm gonna, because like, SAG rates for a speaking role for like a uh, anybody off the street who is a SAG actor, who is you know a a, a unioned actor, is about a thousand dollars a day. Um okay. If you have a speaking role. Um, depending, obviously it changes based on your budget and if you're a union show or not, I'm going to assume they probably weren't a union show, um, just based on their budget and, and the, the history of it. But the sag rate is like $998 a day or something to that effect. Uh, and it fluctuates and stuff like that. So like he probably shot all of his stuff in one day. So what they paid, you know, they paid travel per diem stay, and maybe $1,000 a day. But I would assume Patton probably gets more than 1000 But But um, I mean, still, out yeah. of $400,000 budget, you drop what? Maybe $4,000 to get Patton Oswalt in your film for a day? It's fucking worth it. I mean, the name yeah. alone is going to carry it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think more sense. so nowadays than it would before. <laughs> I mean, um, maybe. I mean, he he was known. I mean, he's been known for a while. Good yeah. dude. Yeah.
1: It's, it's,
2: it's it. people know who Patton Oswalt is. Yeah, and if you don't, motherfucker's gonna learn today. So, yeah. what's wrong with you? <laughs> what's bro? What's wrong with you, bro? Uh, so, dude, bro, Party Massacre Three. So the film starts off with uh, you know we get the whole found you know the this is a recorded blah, mm-hmm. and we see mm-hmm. we see a young man. Um, uh, they actually this is actually was really clever. So, they show these different scenes of somebody and somebody goes, dude. Another one goes, bro. Another one's like, party. And then yep. our, our one of the main characters, Brock, goes massacre. And then the uh, uh, the therapist that he's talking to, she goes three, three times today. You have yelled out the word massacre. And so Brock, who is uh, speaking to, uh, we we learn is a college campus therapist mm-hmm. um and he is explaining basically the backstory of uh dude bro party massacre so basically what what it is is there is this uh fraternity i think there were delta F- delta baby by delta by yeah delta by delta by um they were giving off very big delta by Bi vibes they definitely were giving off uh uh delta by uh vibes yes so uh, so basically, um, he says, like, this frat, they, you know, they're they're basically just a frat full of idiots, uh, mm-hmm. essentially, and they just cause havoc. So this whole thing started off where they went to do a panty raid at one of the local sororities um, and accidentally set the place on fire. <clears throat> killing everybody inside of it, but the the sorority mother, or the woman mm-hmm. who was, like, in charge of it, uh, survived, uh, even though she was badly burned. And so she went off and hunted them all down and killed a bunch of them. Then uh, Brock and, insert, like, some other person, uh, one of the other frat bros, ends up killing the mother and, like, stopping mm-hmm. the massacre. And then the next year, uh, they go to throw this big event, and same thing, they all start getting uh, murdered. And it turns out it's the daughter of the mother um, who, wh- what was her name? Mother, Mother Face? Mother Face. Mother Face, which so, is just fucking she,
1: cool. So the mother's face got all burnt in the, the fire. So that starts. she's all like scarred and burned and whatnot. Then the daughter cuts the mother's face off and wears the burnt, scarred mother's face. So she becomes the killer mother face.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: which is funny.
2: Is like, is great. I mean, and it's so like a good joke. Yeah. It's literal. Yeah. Um <laughs> but it's also a reference to leatherface. But it's also a reference to leatherface. It's a good yeah. joke. So like it, it has like leatherface <laughs> vibes, it has like uh sleepaway camp vibes. Like it is literally every 80s cool like slasher type. Like uh don't fuck in the woods. Like, it yeah. has kind of a vibe of that. Like, it's all, it all kind of, like, it feels exactly like that. It it works out really well. Um, and, yeah, so, uh, uh, so he's explaining that, and I guess something, you know, goes wrong. They end up flooding an entire town because they blow up a dam. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, so the other reason why we know it's set in the 80s is because Ronald Reagan is currently the president, of which there are <laughs> portraits of Ronald Reagan <laughs> everywhere. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, so the, the, um, they throw the, the, like, second party of the year after the, the first massacre and the daughter wears the mother's face and she goes around killing them and, uh, Brock, uh, kills her too. And they think, okay, it's finally over. Uh, what we learn though is that, uh, in addition to the penny raid gone horribly wrong, uh, this fraternity just loves to do a, you know, big huge annual prank, but they always take it way too far. Uh, or they just totally bungle it. So we find that out because uh, Brock's twin brother Brent, who we'll learn about in a moment, he and another uh, character uh, get really drunk playing Edward Forty Hands, and they have to go find the campus radio station uh, and say that the dean eats farts. Uh, but they have this whole mix-up where they're so drunk they don't read the sign properly, and they end up in an air traffic control tower, and they cause two <laughs> two planes to uh, to collide and then crash into an orphanage, orphanage and kill like. You know 250 people or something like that and they're like oh come on you got to give us a second chance they're like all right how about the time that you uh i forget what the the first prank that went wrong was but it killed a bunch of people they're like oh you they, 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 like that's not so bad and they're like all right how about the time that you blew up the dam and flooded old Parchtown?" <laughs> Like, yeah, but, you know, the paddle boat business is booming. You killed 4,000 people.
2: <laughs> and then there's the other one. Uh, they were like, oh, we... Yeah, but we ended up getting those helicopters and overthrowing oh. the dictator of something. They are like, okay, well, that their one hot, was actually good. But.
1: <laughs> their hot air balloon, like, drew out the dictator of some government that the, the U.S. was trying to overthrow.
2: <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, which, so I'll, so the thing about this movie is... The comedy, like the writing of it is not unique, like, but there were a lot of really good lines. Like there were a lot of really good lines that just like hit really good. And then there was a lot where I was like, okay, we get it. You're a, you're a dude bro slasher film. But there was so many throwaway lines. Like there's one at the very end, um, where the two guys, like the one guy's running up, he's like, oh no, they killed you too. And he's like, do you even know our names? And he's like, "Yes." uh, turtleneck. And plaid shirt guy, he was like, "All right, well, that's a good guess, but that's only because we're named after our shirts that we wear." <laughs> and that's a that was a really good line. That's a that's a funny line. Name
1: one good time that we had, <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: And then, so I also like that same thing with the flashback of those guys. He flashback and and they uh, uh, we're gonna talk about. We'll talk about that in a second because it's actually a really funny line. So anyway, so (laughs) as he's as he you know Brent is sitting there and he's he's explaining the history of of the Delta by um uh you know like massacres and he's like i'm just afraid that another one's gonna happen like you know i just keep seeing it in my mind like uh, another one's gonna happen we see in the background the therapist who we don't ever like see her face really we see like you know lips down at most um she we see her put on the mother face pull out a pair of scissors and she slices brent's throat and thus uh brock's throat right brent is the Brock is the it's yeah. they look so alike, it's hard to <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh well you know Brent has the mole. Oh
2: right. Yeah, yeah. I always forget about the mole. Uh so um so as expected, uh Brent and Brock are both played by Alec Owen, who is uh one of the writers uh and directors of this film who who is part of the of the five-second film crew. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, so I no, you're good.
1: Um <laughs> I- I got I just got distracted by the tagline don't let a bro see
2: it alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I mean I'm not going to lie, it's good. So, so Yeah. I
1: Nothing about this movie made me laugh while watching it, but somehow talking about it is hilarious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I that's and that's kind of how I felt like there was a couple of lines that I was like huh, that's really funny but a lot of them were more of the meta like fourth wall lines and less mm-hmm. of like the written lines like any of the the like bro humor like there's a lot of like um like they they do the um uh, the gay for play vibe you know of like the underlying like ooh it's kind of gay to talk about this and like use that mm-hmm. as a joke I don't find that humor kind of funny um i think it's kind of dumb um and it doesn't it just i mean it's very dude bro but like in a film it's kind of like that's kind of weak like i don't know you can you can do better right like it just yeah i the the closet gay masculine guy as a joke thing it it never sit well with me because i'm like i don't know man i don't feel like we should be making fun of people that may be struggling with that (laughs) i feel like that's a bad thing
1: i think the only reason it kind of works in this movie. That's the real emphasis on kind of is because it's every character and it's not just like, Oh, there's the one that like everybody knows. Right. Everybody, we're- we're looking at you, Kevin. Everybody knows. And, no, it, it's it's literally all of them. And some more overtly than others.
2: And I absolutely see it as a uh, as like a commentary on like the homoerotic uh, aspect of hazing and frat life. Like I totally see that. You know, where they're like, mm-hmm. ha ha ha. Whoa, we'll we'll strip them all naked and then like beat them. You know, or like slap their balls and stuff like that. And it's like is that a thing you should be doing? You know, like I get it. Like that's, that's the commentary they're making. So I do get it. It's just, you know, yeah. still, uh, uh, but a hard hitting expose on frat hazing is, <laughs> is well overdue. Uh, uh, there's not, there's a bunch of them. Go watch them. Um, no. uh, there's actually a movie called the hazing, I think. And it's about a woman that gets hazed like yes. really, really badly. And then she goes back and just fucking murders everyone.
1: Yeah. I'm for it. I sh- I mean, that's... That's the appropriate response.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you get tortured...
1: (laughs) Please don't go out and murder.
2: (laughs) Please. This is the Never Heard of It not condoning murder in any way. Please don't go off and do that. Uh, But I've seen enough Liam Neeson movies to know... Just because murder's the right answer doesn't mean it's the
1: one you should pay.
2: (laughs) Uh, So... I'm going to sidebar for a second. So oh. there's a movie on Netflix called The Paper Tigers. <laughs> okay. Um And it looked like a really cool, fun, like martial arts movie. So I watched it um, because, okay. you know, I'm, I'm big into martial arts, studied for a really long time. I, I'm into it. And so I watched this movie. The lesson in that movie, it was so all over the place. Because mind you, the, the movie is about three guys who – Studied under under a kung fu, uh, sifu for a really long time. Um, okay. They were they became like world renowned in the scene, uh, in the martial arts scene because you know they they were known as the three tigers, and like everybody knew that they were basically uh, you know un you know unbeatable. This is like when they're young, like in the eighties, you know. So they're like sure. teens to early twenties or whatever. Uh, I think it's mostly like teens. Um, and everyone knows them and then they, they get an invitation. You know, the, the lead guy is a uh, Dai hang who he ends up, uh, getting, um, an invitation to like this huge martial arts tournament in Japan and the three of them and, and the Sifu are all going to go and it's a really big deal and they're going to win a shit ton of money if they win this tournament and they end up going. And for some reason that they never really explain the main character guy ends up getting in a fight with his master um, who only ever took three disciples. Like, everybody was like, this is the best master in the world, and he only ever takes three disciples, and he never ever, like, like, you three were chosen. This is a really big deal. And for some reason, he gets in a fight with the master, and he doesn't show up to the tournament. They get disqualified. It ruins, like, all three of these kids' dreams. The master, you know, is kind of seen as, like, you know, that's disrespectful to him. And so there's like shame on him. So mind okay. you, now it's modern days and they're all in their late forties, early fifties. Maybe I'm going to assume they're in their forties. Um, although they, we're about to be 40 and they seemed to like they were crickety crackety. So I'm going to assume they're probably like 45 ish, but anyway, so now it's modern times. The main character guy has a kid and the whole movie. So their, their master ends up getting murdered and the whole movie is the three guys get back together and work through their differences to go and basically fight through this gang to find out who murdered their master. Now, mind you, the main character's son is getting beat up at school. And the main character keeps saying to his son, like, listen, man, fighting is never the option. Never, ever fight back.
0: Don't do that.
2: Like, you just got to be the bigger man and walk away. And he's like, all right, son, I got to go now. I got to go beat up seven guys in a restaurant. And it's like, so what is the message? And in the very end of the movie, he's like, well, son, don't go looking for a fight. But if it's the only option, then you do what you got to do. And I'm like, but you spent wait," <laughs> And it's just I, it it was like it had every element to be a really good movie. Like the martial arts, it was really good. The fight scenes are really good. The actors are okay. They pulled off comedy well. Um, you know, and they pulled off the martial arts scenes and stuff like that well. But like every time it was about to do something that I was like this is going to be a really cool moment, it was like nope. And I'm like, ah, what? Like there was no like retraining sequence. There was no like redemption for any of the three main characters, like the three tigers. And in fact, two of them pretty much could have fucked off the whole movie and it wouldn't have changed the plot at all. So like it just Good it was know. a mess. It was very unfortunate. I don't know, maybe still watch it.
1: Um <laughs> it was an absolute shit show. You should definitely go watch you it. You should
2: definitely go watch it. I don't know, maybe. Um but anyways, my point of that is uh I don't know where I was going with it. However, <laughs> uh I will say that uh Dude Bro Party Massacre it the plot of the movie is just so like got it. Person's coming to kill everybody. Deal. Like it's just yeah. that simple. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I went on a tangent, but that that's my tangent.
1: Slasher kills people, gets killed, someone comes back for revenge, which... Okay. It's
2: the twin sister.
1: Right. So can we talk about the need to avenge the death of the person who went on a murderous rampage killing a bunch of people?
2: I, I thought that was so odd, too, because... Like, I mean, I get it because it is that slasher logic where, like, the killer doesn't make sense, you know? But, like, she's like, well, you killed my sister. And he's like, she and her mother murdered my entire frat twice. Twice, <laughs> yeah. Like, they weren't good people ever. Like, we killed a bunch of people. She killed a bunch of people. It's even. <laughs> like, we're even.
1: <laughs> I would like to know... Uh, I I think the Ledger's still a little bit red on their side, what with, you know, old (laughs) Parchtown.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which is... Oh, that that whole plot line also is pretty Uh, funny. They, like... That as a passing
1: gag was funny. Yeah. But bringing it back where they have to rent a paddle boat from Patty Patterson or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was, <laughs> it was. like, you know, I'm just out here commemorating the anniversary of the time ta- when you drown the whole town, including my entire family.
2: Look, <laughs> like, let's come on, get a picture, boy. <laughs> but around, so look, you're right on my dead family, and I put your arm around my wife's tombstone. But business <laughs> is booming, though. So. This is, what, you blew up the dam and killed all, my whole family. What a great goof, guys! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he paddles out into the lake and kills himself.
2: Kills himself. Yeah. I
1: love like that moment where the uh where where mom face, mother face, uh is going to kill him. Like you see her like hiding in the, the tree line on the shore with a bow and arrow about to to take him out, and he just takes out a gun and shoots himself. And she's just like, <laughs> oh.
2: <"Ugh."> <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. So, so the the delta uh, uh, delta buys decide that they're going to uh, basically the, the delta variant. The delta variants are just. I mean, uh, these guys there, definitely want your, delta variants. There's
1: your next meme though. Like my fall plans. It's the the dude bros and the delta variant is mom. Face.
2: It was mother face, done. <laughs> That's, that's gonna be next expect it, expect it. for those of you guys listening uh on uh, next on sunday uh, and not watching us live on twitch um uh, you'll see that on our social media which by the way caleb what is our social media handles do you know them off the top of your head by chance it's, uh, uh, at the nahoit podcast hey that's right on,
1: on both twitter and instagram it's true that.
2: and we do post uh, a lot more often nowadays so uh a uh, really great place to tweet at us. If there's a movie that you think we should watch, um, yeah. and you like happen to stumble across a trailer or something, tag us in in either of it and be like, "Yo, you guys should watch this uh, movie," and we totally will. Because, dude, bro, Party Massacre Three was a listener request, and we still have like two more left, I think.
1: Um, uh, one more. We this yeah one more that what I opened it. totally the wrong website. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I want to know what episodes we have to do this month, I should go to thenahoyte Uh and not my my Google Keep notes, where I don't keep that list. This is true. Um, yeah, one more in the the month of August uh, is another from our from our buddy Julian. Uh, we're going to be talking about warlock next week. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that. One. Yeah. So this was five listener requests this month. And, uh, we tacked on a, an extra one last week for good measure that, uh, wasn't asked for, uh, <laughs> st- still waiting to find out how David feels about the, the addition to that episode. Uh, but yeah, five listener requests. We have more, uh, more in the, in the bank, so to speak, that we can, we can draw from, and we will, um, so yeah, I don't. We haven't really talked about what uh, what our September plans are yet, but uh, we, we'll we'll definitely be getting to uh, the rest of those at some point. So make sure you hit us up either uh, via the the social media, as Michael had mentioned earlier, or if you're looking at uh, thenahoyt.com, looking at our upcoming episodes, just below that is our contact form, where you can uh, you can fill that out. You can let us know what you want to hear us talk about, and
2: uh, and we'll we'll look into it. Heck yeah we will And we'll add it to the list um, So as always the rules are uh, It has to be a movie we can find and watch So it has to be uh, digitally available Either on any of the streaming sites uh, Or on demand um, mm-hmm. Not just some link to You know 14 different YouTube videos That we have to parse together <laughs> uh, No it's too yeah. much And uh, preferably it's a movie that you th- you Think people have never heard of So whether it uh, flew under the radar For some reason or it's an indie film or something like that just a movie that you think uh people should talk more about Now, that doesn't mean it, it can't be a movie that maybe people do know about um you know like we did time bandits time bandits was a very popular movie in the 80s but probably not discussed as much nowadays as it should be um yeah. as it should be people really need to talk about the ending of that movie yeah i think it's very important <laughs> that people yeah. people really let that one sink in Um, and, you know, we, we prefer that you don't bum us out, you know, try to find something fun. Uh, it can be a good movie that's serious. Uh, you know, we, we always mentioned as a, as a really great example, a girl walks home alone at night. Um, that is a serious movie, but it was really good. Nothing Mm -hmm. that's going to just, you know, make us, you know, want to cry in a bathtub or something Uh, (laughs) more than we already do. Um, so (laughs) I don't know what you do in your bathtub, man, but that's salty tears it's good for the skin um so uh so yeah so we're gonna we're gonna jump to a quick break before we do you're gonna hear commercials about it but make sure you guys head over and find where no mom has gone before uh the brand new pod limited series podcast coming out from night shift radio um Mm -hmm. uh definitely check that out and subscribe but you're about to hear a commercial for it so i'm not going to talk anymore about it uh but hold tight we will be right back
0: Hello, I'm Casey Ryan, and I'm Colin Ryan, and we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cis hat dudes have never covered: Star Trek. But here's the twist: the omnipotent God is actually a malfunctioning robot. No, well, maybe, but the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi mom. mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, mom. You're a natural.
1: That's why I'm the admiral.
0: So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts.
2: Now... Which
0: one is the one with the whales? Four.
2: Hey all, it's Michael Fight here, and I want to talk about Set Condition One, Night Shift Radio's premier Battlestar Galactica fancast. Join the crew as they quest for Earth one episode at a time. Newcomer Andrea and seasoned vets Caleb and Kitsy discuss the 2004 sci-fi series as they try to figure out who are the Cylons. I hear they look like us now. They just entered the last season of the series, so you've got tons of episodes to binge to catch up before the new series launches next year. Trust me, you'll want to binge when you start this series. Join them at Second Edition 1 throughout the podcast.com or wherever you get podcasts.
1: If you're like me, you used to sit in your driveway for as long as it took to hear the end of whatever dramatic tale was playing out on public radio that night. The Storyteller series is a loving homage to that classic radio theater. Lose yourself in original short stories. Performed by a full cast or delivered by a narrator and designed to take you on an audible journey. The Storyteller series is a Night Shift Radio original and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Can't get enough? Or maybe you prefer the written word? Be sure to check out our monthly print edition as well at nightshiftradio.com storyteller.
2: Hello and welcome back. Hey Michael, you know
1: there's something else that we should uh, we should make sure we mention because it's coming up real soon. Yeah, Uh, and it uh, features our friends over on the Superpod Hero Cast.
2: Indeed, we should talk about this. So uh, by the time this episode comes out, it will be in one week. So one one week week from today. Next week. Yep. So if you are listening to this episode on August 22nd, on August 29th, uh the Super Pod Hero Cast and Night Shift Media Group have actually paired together and we're gonna run a charity trivia event. Um so if you are uh, local or uh uh traversable to the Syracuse, New York area, um it is gonna be held at All Who Wander. It's a bar uh, down in Manlius. Well it's a bar slash restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. and you can come and hang out, participate in the trivia uh, in person, meet Casey and Todd from the Super Potty Hero cast, as well as myself and uh, Kitty yeah. and Andrea from uh, Second Edition One uh, will also be there uh, in person. Um, but uh, uh, And you can participate in win prizes. We're giving out a uh, four pack of tickets to go see Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings in theaters, uh, but aside from that, for those of you that cannot traverse uh, to uh, Syracuse, New York, you can actually participate online. We are going to be live streaming the event with participation available for uh, online participants, and there will be a grand prize given uh, to the winner of that, um, which is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So definitely check that out. And of course, this is all uh, a charity event that's going to benefit the Q Center at ACR Health. Um, So ACR Health is a local organization that uh, does all sorts of things. But the Q Center specifically is an organization that helps LGBTQ uh, youth and their families and allies. Um, It's basically a center for people to go to uh, to kind of get help and assistance, you know, uh, uh, specifically for LGBT uh, youth and their families. There's like counseling services, there's support groups all sorts of really great things um highly recommend checking them out but uh, we will have a uh, a donation a donation link available uh the mm-hmm. in-person event uh you do have to purchase tickets through eventbrite um we will have a link uh down below to that but only purchase those tickets if you are going to physically be in the building because there is a a, a seat limit Um, But we will have a donation link if you're not available uh, to show up in person, but you still want to donate to the Q Center, uh, that link will be uh, there. Um, So you can do that, because I think it's going to be really cool. August 29th, uh, the event starts at 6 p.m. Eastern time.
1: That's going to be a good time.
2: It's going to be a really good time. I'm very excited for it.
1: Um, Uh, Wander has really good uh, wood fire pizza. Yeah. And, of course, they they tend to focus on local uh, craft beers. So good selections there. Just a chill vibe. That, uh, it's, a, it's a good place. Uh, good, uh, good friends down there.
2: Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's that's going to be cool. <laughs> Speaking of beer, uh, so our dude bros uh, head up and they head out to a uh, cabin where they're going to they, have a little bro-off.
1: They are, uh, in, in classic frat movie uh, form, they are told that they can't have their uh, their big party because they're being expelled or suspended, whatever, because of the uh, um, the prank that led to the planes crashing. <laughs> right, right. But uh, they plead their case because of that one time they helped overthrow a government, and they're allowed to have the party. But they have to have it uh, out by the lake uh, <laughs> at the the old
2: sorority house. <laughs> the good old that place is a dump. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go to the old sorority house and they they end up having to clean up everything um, you know, so it's them like making it more of a party house. Uh, but there was no beer there, right there was what was the deal with the no beer? <coughs> Do you remember exactly? Um, so
1: um, it's important to note that the um, throughout the movie the killer seems to know all of the, her victim's greatest fears. Uh, and during the, the big cleanup montage, yes, they have a cleanup montage. With a really the, dope song. Yeah, the, the sorority house is a dump, as they learn. Uh, during the, the cleanup montage, one of the dude bros is stashing beers everywhere he can uh, in between uh, having the tremens and uh, slamming some beers periodically. Uh, but after all is said and done, and they, they go do some partying, come, like, he comes in screaming, murder!
2: <laughs> Someone! it's killed all the beer.
1: <laughs> uh, and we learned that the, the beer is, is missing. Uh, they, that the, all, all the beers are gone. Presumably he drank all of his spares that he, that he hid around.
2: Uh, yeah. Hid around the place, which we, <laughs> we do kind of see a little montage of him doing that, uh, mm-hmm. killing all the beers. So, uh, so there's that. So, it's important. At this point, there's also this other subplot where we get Patton Oswald, who is the captain of the police force of this local police force. And we learn that Patton Oswalt is somehow, for some reason, guiding Motherface to to uh, kill these people. I don't really understand the connection. I get what they were trying to do, but I don't fully understand the connection because she already had a motive, so I don't really understand how he played into his motive. But it was an interesting side plot.
1: It seems like maybe his character, because he's like the chief of police or whatever, like his character has a reason to want to do away with the dude bros, so maybe he's aligned with Motherface to help her, and her achieve her ends. Uh, and... There's this whole side plot where he needs to initiate a virgin sacrifice in order to fully empower Motherface, uh, which really kind of goes nowhere uh, because she seems to have no problem killing on her own whatsoever.
2: Yeah, and she uh, does several killings before, like, the virgin sacrifice even <clears throat> begins.
1: To the point where, like, you know, like, the the virgin in question ends up being, like, this really nerdy, loudmouthed officer uh, who he... Uh, I don't know. He he does a lot of coke, but it's apparently a virgin. Yeah.
2: yeah which
1: smirkle? Officer S- Smirkle.
2: Smirkle or something like that. But the other thing that's really interesting is before <coughs> like while that whole thing like before he gets to the point where he's almost sacrificed, Motherface kills a virgin. Because, well, I guess he wasn't technically a virgin at the time she killed him, but, like... Technically, nope. <laughs> yeah, but, so Todd, right? Uh, Todd yeah. was T-O-double-D, as they call him for, sure. for short. Uh, they, uh, he was in the process of having sex for the very first time, and Motherface kills him uh, just as he's, as he's doing it. So I guess he's not technically a virgin at the time, but, like, I don't know. I...
1: I don't want to, but I feel like it has to be mentioned that he finishes uh, after being stabbed, uh, and his girlfriend Samantha uh, Su- T- Samantha, Samantha. Samantha uh, is immediately impregnated. Yeah, uh, which which was her ultimate aim. She she essentially makes him do it because she she wants to get pregnant. Uh, <laughs>
2: she has this really weird thing where like. She wasn't, she she couldn't get into any other fraternity or any other sororities, but she really wanted to be in this fraternity because she comes from a long line of men. She's the only female, like, in her line, like, in her generation. And so she's technically a legacy, but since it's a fraternity, she can't join.
1: So they she just kind of hangs her, out. They gave her a, a real half-assed, like, daddy issue subplot where, yeah. like, she's, she's having a fitful dream one time and she's like, I'm... I'm sorry, I was a girl, Daddy. I'll have you a grandson to to make up for it. Right. What was that? You're just going out to the store. Okay, I'll see you soon. Yeah, uh,
2: right. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really weird. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, so she she ends up being there, uh, and she's the only girl of of the group, uh, I guess. Um, so at yeah. this point, so the the thing about the officer guy, uh, Schmerkle or whatever is is he has a partner named Candace. Who is in on the uh, on the whole sacrifice plot? But there's also this really weird other plot where uh, the captain is telling Smirkle that the dude bros are actually are like secretly a bag of oranges, and if you boop them on the nose, they'll turn back into a bag of oranges, which will solve the orange shortage in Chico, California. Which is, I think, the second reference to Chico, California we've had. Uh, yeah. uh, Because, yeah, um, because Holocene was set in Chico, California. Was that in Chico? Yeah, because that's where the college is. It's probably the same college.
1: Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, that's very funny.
1: I love, okay, I said that nothing about the movie made me laugh, but there's a moment where uh, Samantha... Is talking about the like she got a, a an RV and she's, she's going to take Todd on a romantic weekend getaway for their anniversary, which it's been three months, it's been three month anniversary, uh, to Old Town, Sacramento, uh, <laughs> which I've been to and uh, <laughs> appreciated that reference.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a good reference. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So at this point, so that's the other thing is Candace is in on it, and and she's gonna take. She's basically taking Smirkle out to the woods to sacrifice him because he's a virgin, and that's gonna kick off and basically destroy the Delta Bys. Which, in all fairness, the captain, even though it's like this weird satanic thing, he has a really good reason for wanting to stop them. Like everybody else has a very good reason for wanting to stop the Delta Bys because every time they do something. They yeah. end up literally causing like killings, like mass killings, yes. and like terrible damage, and like literally ruining entire lives. Like I get it, I'm I'm totally yeah. on the side of Patton Oswald on this one, like a hundred percent.
1: The the Delta buys have got to go. The
2: Delta buys have got to go. They need to be shut down. Like this, they have to be stopped. Um, I I don't know. So it was really weird, and in the end, it turns out like. Can't, like, he, uh, the uh, you know, Smirkle gets tied up and he's about to be sacrificed and Candace comes in and then she has sex with him to make him not a virgin anymore so he no longer can be sacrificed. But then in the very end of the movie, she's like, but I have something to tell you. I'm actually a bag of oranges. And he boops her on the nose and she turns into a bunch of oranges. I don't know. It was really fucking weird. Do you remember... I'm gonna call back your memory here.
1: Okay. Uh, Do
2: you remember a really long time ago? uh, I'm gonna guess at least thirty episodes ago. Okay. I made a reference about a TikTok where there was this girl and she kept making this joke about I'm I'm secretly a trench coat full of hams. Okay. Do Do you remember me like referencing this TikTok?
1: Uh, I don't remember specifically you referencing this TikTok, but I've seen similar jokes and references, so I'll I'll, I'll follow along. Okay,
2: so the girl that started that whole, like, funny joke trend is Carolyn Dunton, who was in this movie and was part of Five Second Fame. So the whole, I'm secretly a bag of oranges is, like, the precursor to that whole, like, I'm secretly a bunch of hams in a trench coat joke
1: madness madness it is the world
2: yeah yeah carolyn dunton um very funny um but anyways I, and and i will say that it was kind of a funny joke because she's uh, candace is talking to smirkle and she's like no like think back you'll know it's true i'm secretly a bag of oranges and it cuts to two other officers in the room and they're like uh, he's talking to that bag of oranges again which I thought that line was actually really funny I was like okay that's really funny because it's not like she's just but like he's just literally carrying around a bag of oranges and talking to it um, and he even says she's like think back you know, you'll know that it's true. And it flashes back to a scene of Pat and all in, and he goes, hey, bag of oranges, get in here. And you see her walk in. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that that was kind of funny. Like, that's subtle, but it, it was funny. It's stupid and it makes no
1: sense. It, it doesn't makes, do anything for the plot, but it is, yeah. It okay. was just
2: stupid. I mean, it was, I mean what do you <laughs> take? They make five second films. They just basically took, you know. I mean, a thousand. That feels
1: like that. That feels like it was a, a five-second film. That they just put it in there. I'm, I'm secretly a bag of oranges.
2: Bag of oranges, get, get in, in here. here. <laughs> so, uh, in reference to that, that same sort of like weird throwaway humor and the fact that this movie is all over the place, there is a scene later where uh, Brock is um, or Brent Brock. Brent. Brent Brent is like flashing back to moments and he flashes back to a moment where one of the people is getting killed uh ZQ uh is getting killed and uh he's like holding up on a zeppelin and he starts yes. like rising in the air and someone's like oh yay zeke's finally uh a comp- you know getting over his fear of heights and someone's like wait did we even establish it as a fear of heights and he goes it doesn't <laughs> matter this whole thing's a mess <laughs> and the, the main character <laughs> guy goes hey because <laughs> he was the one who wrote it <laughs> i love that it was such a great throwaway line but i loved it It was very like fourth wall like self-deprecating subtle it was subtle i right, mean so he's did like we have any context for his fear of heights? It <laughs> doesn't matter. This whole thing's no, about. This matter. whole thing's about, hey, come on. <laughs> and that was really, really funny. That's So uh,
1: Flannel Bro and Turtleneck Bro uh, uh, appear as like a like kind of nerdy, like New York hipster gay couple throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And they honestly have probably the, the best lines.
2: <laughs> they do. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Um, it, it was great. I don't know. The whole, the whole thing was great. Uh, of those, those like throwaway lines. Um, I don't know. So, so eventually, you know, uh, everybody gets murdered except for, uh, Brock and, uh, uh, or Brent. I don't know. Who the fuck? F- f-
1: Sorry. Th- those dudes have both been SNL writers.
2: Have they really? Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, Nick, uh, Nick Nick Cushey and uh, Brian McKellany.
2: Oh, I knew Brian McKellany. Yeah. Yeah. Was um so, interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting. is he related to Rob? I don't know. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of which, there's also a uh, what is her name? Kate Dunn, Kristen Dunn. No. Uh, Whatever
1: it is, you just made it up.
2: It's true. Uh there's a Kelsey gun in this movie, but she is not related to James Gunn. Oh. Um, but she's she's another one. She she's five seconds. She that's Samantha, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kelsey yeah. Kelsey yep. Gunn. So she was in community, um, but she, you know, got her start using doing uh five second films um she was in uh a, you know a lot of like indie films and stuff like that uh she was in a movie called save yourself which is not save yourselves mm-hmm. um and i saw that and i was like oh shit but then i was like oh no because there was only like two yeah. people in that whole movie and it definitely yeah. she was not one of those two no. Uh, but no it's a different That's, save yourself
1: that was a very good
2: movie that was a really good movie yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, if you guys, uh, don't head over to, if you haven't yet head over to the night website. Um, there's a lot of really cool inf- uh, stuff there and we have blog posts. Uh, I, you know, we, I've been posting blog posts. We've been posting blog posts. Uh, we have one where we recap the top five worst movies we've ever reviewed. And then we have one recently where we did the top five best movies we've ever reviewed, uh, mm-hmm. with a, uh, honorable mention, uh, of a sixth. A movie. So definitely make sure to check out nightshiftradio.com. It is linked down below in our show notes. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff there. It's also where you'll learn about all of the other film um, uh, podcasts and other things that we have going on. You know, we have uh soon to be six podcasts in three weeks. It'll be six podcasts again, um, as well as left to the dial live. Um, uh, so definitely uh, check that out. It's, it's a cool website. Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So in the end of the movie, you know, uh, 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 Sizzler, you know, gets, uh, or not Sizzler, um, uh, Schmerkel ends up, you know, being alive. Patton Oswalt gets exploded by the Dark Lord, uh, and, uh, Brock is, uh, still alive to, uh, to- Brent. 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 Brent is still Brock, alive. Brock's Brock dead. Is Brent is- Very dead. Yep. Brent uh, is alive I'll, to save the day.
1: All of Brent's bros, ghosts enter him to empower him. Right. To, to help fight- the, the Motherface, and the final uh, final ghost is the ghost of Schmerkel's virginity mm. uh, who, who leaves him the moment that he completes, I guess. It's really fucking weird. I don't know. <laughs> gross, gross and stupid. Um, but uh, worth mentioning that uh, the, uh, the character of Motherface was uh, Olivia Taylor Dudley, mm-hmm. who uh, did later on uh, go to be uh the the character of Alice in the magicians. Yeah, who uh, is
2: great uh, yes. by the way. Uh, <laughs> I love the Alice oh. character.
1: And also was uh Aaron and she dies tomorrow. Which yes, we, we talked that's about fairly right. recently.
2: Yes, yep. that's yep. right. We did just talk about that. Oh yeah, we did talk about that movie.
1: So apparently she was in the the 5 Second Films the like 2009 to, 2000, to 2020. 20. Yeah. Uh the magicians ran from 2015 to 2020, so uh, she took a, a momentary break from making this movie to make The Magicians, I guess. I uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, good for her. Uh, or I mean, she probably made this movie and then went right to The Magicians. Uh, but she, during the time of Magicians, was still doing five second fi- I mean, it's only five second films, so it couldn't be that long. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, you probably could film them all in a day. Um... But yeah, so uh, and she was also in Transcendent with uh, uh, Johnny Depp, but she was only a side character, uh, mm. and she was in the Vatican Tales. Um, but yeah, so dude, bro, Party Massacre Three, should you watch this movie? Yeah, I mean, if you if you understand that this movie is not, don't go into this movie expecting a slasher film. Go into this movie expecting a parody. And you'll be fine. Yeah. If you go into this movie as being like, this is a parody of slasher films, or if you're already a fan of five second films, yes, go watch this movie. Um yeah. If you are not, if you want to just watch a real slasher film, you're probably not going to have a good time. It, I mean, you're not going to watch this because it's going to be a cool plot or the kills are good because they're not, Um no. they're very generic or, you know, schlocky. Uh, but I don't know. It wasn't bad. Uh, I've seen better, uh, but it had it had a few moments for me that laughed. Caleb, what do you think?
1: Yeah. This movie is available for free on 2BTV.com.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, that is exactly the correct response. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah,
1: that's uh, I mean, that's that's about all I had to say. Like it, honestly, it it was intelligent or cerebral or not. The Not correct words for this uh, by any stretch of the imagination. It is mildly more leaning toward those categories than I anticipated this to be. I actually expected this to just be low-budget schlock uh, horror uh, when it is clearly someone put the thought into making a full parody uh, and, like, really tried. I don't – I – hmm. I don't know how successful they were, but they tried. Like,
2: <laughs> here's the Bart Simpson. At least you tried, <laughs> cake. Kid. That's that's our thoughts.
1: It's you know again. Uh, it's it's funnier to talk about than it was to watch.
2: Yes, uh, you know this is definitely you know as as we mentioned before, this is definitely one of those movies that like you get together with a couple of friends and have a watch party and, like, yeah. you know, maybe you drink and eat some food and, you know, you get lost chatting with each other along the way. Uh, It's one of those kind of films. It is not yeah. a, you know, this isn't a, you know, you're not going to form a book club about it or something.
1: <laughs> or, I mean, maybe you will. Maybe we're, you will. I mean, in all fairness,
2: way. we have a fucking podcast about it, so there's... <laughs> so, this Whatever.
1: <laughs> So, Hal, this this movie is is exactly what I expected when you when you presented it to me. So, thank you for the recommendation. This, um, the this the yeah you know, this, this reminds me why we do the podcast.
2: Yes, uh, I will. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. Uh, thank you very much, Hal, for recommending this movie. It was exactly as the title suggests. <laughs> so that being so, said, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it. That's an episode. That's
2: an episode, man. Uh, easy peasy. So, we've got one more for this month, uh, listener request coming at you called Warlock. Um, and again, though, there's still time. If you want to jump in there and make a request for September, we're ready to go. Um, October uh, is going to be, uh, we'll have our 200th episode in October. Um, we're only 10 episodes away. Uh, mm. From from our two hundredth episode, so uh, look forward to that. We're gonna do something big, maybe or maybe not. Maybe we won't do anything at all, mm. and we'll totally forget. And then like uh, <laughs> sometime in November, be like, oh shit. Um, but it's actually Caleb's <laughs> birthday month, so it'll be something yeah. big, yeah. Because Caleb yeah. gets to pick the month, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll figure it out. So, uh, anyways, thanks a lot for listening. We super appreciate it. Don't forget to leave a rating and review, uh, and of course, uh, on on Apple Podcasts or on Good Pods or PodChaser, whatever it is that you find those, and make sure to share with one hundred thousand of your closest friends. Uh, yes, please. Uh, we super appreciate it, and we will see you next time.